Welcome to The Honest Pour with John Lennart, where we go beyond the bottle to connect you with the people and places that make each wine so unique. If you love wine, the word Bordeaux brings about images of grand chateaus or wines that are often unobtainable by the average wine consumer are made. Add Chateau Lafitte Rothschild to the thought, and you think about wines you may rarely, if ever, taste. That's just one reason the Domaines Baron de Rothschild Lafitte has created the legend line of wines. I met with enologist Dion Flamont to talk about these accessible wines, how they maintain the spirit of Lafitte, and of course to taste some delicious wines. This episode of The Honest Pour is sponsored in part by Fooditor.com, bringing you the stories of Chicago's chefs, restaurants, and people who make food all over town. Fooditor.com. Hi, welcome to The Honest Pour. I'm John Leonard. Joining me today is Tian Flamon. Welcome to the show. Thank you, John. How did you get into the wine business? How did I get to the wine business? Um, I would say... Um, it was not something natural for me because uh, nobody in my family was in the wine business. My father was in the army. Uh, we moved every two years. And uh, the only thing was that my mother, my grandmother, was were born in the Medoc. Okay. So for me, the Medoc area. So that's home. And the, yes, it's like home for me. So, And we spent all, I spent all my vacation in the Medoc since I'm was a, a, a small child. I, I did um, my high school in Bordeaux and then naturally uh, the enology became like uh, uh, I did first uh, biology, uh, chemistry and then the uh, enology school in Bordeaux. In Bordeaux? At the beginning of the 80s, yes. So it just was so it because was it was such a a part of everyday life for yes, everyone. In- it was a part of my life. We drank wine every day at home, uh, and uh, it was a part of my life. But it became a passion. I start to learn at the enology school in Bordeaux, and more and more it became a real passion. And honestly. After 35 years uh, spent doing that job, I never, never uh, regret my, my, my decision. But what was, it, what was it that made you feel so passionate? You know, to be in the wine business is something which is really very uh, enjoyable because you learn every day. Every vintage is different. You have always something to, to learn, to taste a new wine, a new region. So it's never finished. It's a little bit like a story which never finished. So for me, it's really very, very uh, important to, to, and I enjoy this, this uh, business very, very much. Tell me about your path through the wine world. You know, first, um, I, I was hired. Um, I've been working for DBF for 15 years now, so uh, since 2004. And, um, but before that, in 84, when I was a student in enology, I started uh, my uh, training in winemaking at Chateau Lafitte. So it's very funny because 20 years later, I came back, yeah, back home. working for DBR. But between these two dates, I did a lot of things. And my background is quite uh, polyvalent. I worked for cooperative sellers in Bordeaux. I worked for different negotiations. 
uh, in Bordeaux, in the south of France, okay. in Sète, uh, Robert Scali. I started my, my uh, uh, career with Robert Scali. Um, I worked for different big chateaux, Pichon-Longueville, Baron in Poyac, uh, Chateau Lengebage, Chateau Louden in the Medoc. And uh, finally, I have been a broker, wine broker too, for wine years at the end of the 90s. So finally, this very polyvalent background makes, makes a difference at the moment of the choice of uh, Eric de Rothschild and Christophe Salah at that point. Uh, and they decided to, to hire me to take uh, in charge the collection ranch. Terrific. When people hear the name Rachel, they immediately think Chateau Lafitte, very expensive. What are these wines in front of us today? Tell me about the collection and legend. So in fact, the, the Legend series collection ranch of DBR was created um, in the mid 90s. And um, it was important. It was a request of the market, in fact, international market, to have uh, accessible wines beside the great chateaus of the, of the, of the group. Uh, Lafitte, Duarmelon, uh, L'Evangile, Rieusec are reputed to be quite expensive, of course. They are the, one of the best wines of the region. But it was important for Domaine Baron de Rothschild to create and to make wines more accessible, more approachable for the wine consumers, but made with the same philosophy than the Chateau wines. I mean, with the same quality than uh, Chateau Lafitte is reputed for. Elegance, finesse, balance, wines which are easy to match with food, easy to appreciate, and easy to understand too, because Bordeaux is reputed to be very complicated for yes, the, yes. the basic consumer. Uh, you know, with all the different appellations, different terroirs, different grapes that you can blend or not, uh, the, the classifications. For people, Bordeaux is a little bit confusing. Yes. So Domaine Baron Rothschild decided to create this ranch in order to, to, to educate a little bit the consumer. We have decided to focus on the main appellations of Bordeaux. We produce a Bordeaux white, Bordeaux red, Medoc, Saint-Emilion, Poyac. So the most famous appellations, well-known appellations of Bordeaux. And all these wines are made to be easy to drink, much easier to drink than the great chateau that you have to wait 20 years before sure. opening a bottle. Nobody today can wait, at least the, 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 the consumer can't wait 20 years before opening a bottle of wine. So it was important to offer them nice wines, approachable, accessible wines with a reasonable price too. When you say reasonable price, what is the price range we're talking about? For the bottle, white and red, it's around $10 the bottle. Very reasonable. Yes, and uh, of course, Medoc, Saint-Emilion, Poyac, it's a little bit more expensive, uh, between 15 and 35 Still very, very dollars. reasonable. Yes. Even though they're reasonably priced, are, are, are they easy to find? Is, is there a good production and import in the U.S.? Yes, U.S. is one of our main markets uh, with Europe and Asian markets. 
but uh, we sell approximately 30% of our production. Uh, 30% in US. comes to the US? Yes, yes. Wow, that's a lot. So it's a very well balanced market for us, and US is really very important. And all the fruits of Bordeaux? Yes, of so people think People think about Bordeaux and they think very expensive. It's very expensive land, very expensive farming. How do you get the no, production to keep you the know, wine that Bordeaux, what makes the, the reputation of expensive wine in Bordeaux is the, the price of the classified growth. But, you know, the classified growth represents only 4% of the total Bordeaux production. So 4%, it's, uh, I wouldn't say peanuts, but it's <laughs> a very small proportion. You have 96% of Bordeaux wines, which are produced at a very, very reasonable price and good quality price ratio too. It's, you know, it's wrong for me, it's my opinion, but it's wrong to think that Bordeaux is always expensive because you have a, a bad idea because of the classified growth. Do you find that wines like these are harder to present to the consumer because of the wine, classified wines? It's a challenge, yes, you're right. It's so how do, you, how do you overcome that? I think we have the chance to work for, for a great family. Um, and all the winemakers at DBR are very passionate. Uh, they have the challenge uh, to, 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 we have always Chateau Lafitte in our mind, and uh, we have the challenge to produce wines uh, with the same, not quality of course, but the same style, and consistently style and quality vintage after vintage. So I think that with them, the, we, we are selling dream, in fact, to people, because this is the first step before reaching and tasting the Chateau wines of the group. And when people drink uh, the, the, the Legend series, it's a first step to Lafitte, you know? It's a first step to heaven, in fact. So I think it's what makes a difference what for would the you consumers. Say, what, what would you say the style of the wines are, overall? They are easy drinking, definitely, because this is my aim, to produce something to produce wines ready to drink immediately after the bottling. You don't have to wait and to, to take, yes, and to think about uh, the good moment to open the bottle. They are ready to drink immediately when they are launched on the market. Um, and again, the, the main quality of Chateau Lafitte um, must um, be the, the quality of all the wines uh, produced at DBR, I mean, again, finesse, elegance, balance. That's very important, the balance, you know, sure. the balance between the alcohol content, the, the acidity, very, a lot of freshness on the palate, because freshness means drinkability. And uh, I always remember something that uh, the Baron Eric, the Rothschild, told us one day. Uh, it was a dinner at Chateau Lafitte. And he, t he told us, you know, a good bottle of wine is a bottle which is finished. And a wine is not made just to be tasted alone, but it's made to drink. And it's made to be matched with food too. To be enjoyed with uh, your friends, your, your family, people you love. It's just sharing pleasure and, uh, 
and uh, a little bit of the French way of life too. But uh, so the drinkability, the freshness, the elegance, the balance are very, very important and are probably the main qualities of the Legion series, but to the, the main qualities of all the wines produced by Domaine Baron Rothschild. As, as global warming affects our grape growing, are you finding it a struggle to maintain balance and freshness in wines? You're perfectly and what are you right. doing to, to do that? You're perf perfectly right, because you know, today, because of the, the, the changing of climate, uh, so the, the, the climate is warmer and warmer in Bordeaux, and, and the grapes reach uh, uh, such a high maturity that the alcohol content now easily reach between 14, 15, crazy. some 15.5% of alcohol. And it's quite difficult for me because my goal is to produce wine between 12.5, 13.5 maximum Goodbye. with a good <laughs> acidity. So until now, I touch wood, I managed to do that. You but have. it's more and more difficult. And, and you're, you're, you're able to leave your grapes uh, so they reach a nice phenolic ripeness uh, on the vine? Or are you harvesting but early? We harvest earlier. I work with people because I buy wines. In fact, I select wines. So I work with uh, small wine growers, uh, cooperative sellers, and I select wines. And um, I select wines with a good balance, and I work on the different blends. So it's really more and more challenging, vintage after vintage. But until now, I managed to produce well-balanced wine. But I agree with you, it's quite a big problem for the future in Bordeaux. So now, for example, we plant more and more Petit Verdot and yes. Carminer and uh, the old uh, fashioned mm -hmm. grapes, which was historically present in the old uh, Bordeaux style, they come back progressively, mm -hmm. and uh, they will replace perhaps uh, Merlot in the future because wow. Merlot is honestly on the right bank, gives uh, wines with uh, you know what we call the new world style. I mean a lot of alcohol, High alcohol very low very acidity, jammy, yes. very jammy, very. We're getting away from that. We're getting away from that here. <laughs> Still sunshine and fruit, but not quite so, so round and plush. That's that's a problem for Bordeaux, yes. We heard here in the States about the incredible heat that France experienced this year. How did that affect the vintage? There, you know, it, it was normally a hot vintage. It's a very good vintage in, in, in Bordeaux, you know. Remember the 09, uh, 03, uh, 16, too, was hot in, in, uh, in August, September. So... It's always better to have hot weather than rain, the definitely. Rain, of course. And uh, it's a little bit too early to speak about the night in vintage now, but uh, most of the, the, the wine growers I, I told about the quality of the vintage just before coming were very, very optimistic about Fine. the very, very good quality of the night in vintage. Oh, wonderful. Thanks to the sunny and hot weather we had in July and August. 
uh, with just a small rain at the right moment, you know. And uh, the weather is still very nice in September, so at least at, until the end of September, which is very good. Should we taste some wine? Yes. Where should we begin? So the first one is um, Legend Bordeaux wine, white, 17 vintage. So this wine is produced in the Entre-de-Mer region in Bordeaux. The Entre-de-Mer is this very large vineyards located between the two rivers, Garonne River and Dordogne River. And in the Entre-de-Mer region, 90% of the dry white wines of Bordeaux are produced. Okay. So this is a blend of um, Sauvignon Blanc and Sémillon. Exceptionally, in the 17 vintage, we have more Sauvignon than Sémillon, because traditionally, in the Legion Bordeaux White, um, DBR used more Sémillon. Sémillon is the iconic grape of Chateau Sec. So uh, when I arrived in 04, the Bordeaux White was a blend of 70% Sémillon and 30% Sauvignon Blanc. Progressively, it was a demand of the market, and notably of the U.S. market. Um, in the, in the, I remember a meeting I had in, at Vinexpo 05, and um, our clients asked me to progressively improve, uh, increase the percentage of Sauvignon Blanc. Sauvignon Blanc is reputed to give this uh, very nice uh, aromas of grapefruit, lime, lemon, uh, tropical fruit. So Sauvignon Blanc is very uh, pleasant and very uh, um, aromatic mm -hmm. for the consumers and gives this crispness and freshness on the palate. And Sémillon, on contrary, is quite discreet when it's young, develops very nice aromas while aging and gives roundness and softness on the palate. So in Bordeaux, it's very important to blend these two grapes. And all those characteristics are coming through on the palate. Yes. And there's, there's some of that, those tropical notes of the Sauv Blanc. Well, I, I like that word you use, discreet, when describing Semillon. Boy, on the nose, this is beautiful. Very, you know, very fine, very elegant, very discreet, but, discreet, uh, yes. you know, Again, elegance and finesse are the two main qualities of Chateau Lafitte, and we have to find these qualities in our wines. Honeysuckle and melon and apple and lemon meringue. So you have no oak in this wine. It just vinified um, to focus on the fruit, to focus on the freshness, the drinkability again. And this wine is made to drink in the two years, three years maximum after the harvest on the freshness and on the fruit. We like to drink it as an aperitif uh, or with oysters um, mm -hmm. and seafood. You know, in bit. Bordeaux, it's very yes. traditional to drink white wine with uh, dry white wine with uh, seafood. There's a good minerality on the palate that I wasn't mm. expecting. Just from, from, the, from the, the, that very aromatic Sauv Blanc, I wasn't expecting that nice gripping minerality. And I can see this with so oysters. A lot of uh, mineral aromas, yes, mm -hmm. on the nose. Very nice. What's your so next we, wine? The next wine is, uh, the following wine is a Bordeaux, Legend Bordeaux Red, 16 vintage. This is a blend of 60% Cabernet Sauvignon and 40% Merlot. Okay. Most of the Bordeaux Red, branded Bordeaux Red, are made with a very high percentage of Merlot. But again, for DBR, you know, uh, Cabernet Sauvignon is the main grape yes. of 
Pauillac and, and Lafitte. So in most of our wines, Cabernet Sauvignon is has the uh, largest uh, percentage. So 60% Cabernet Sauvignon, a little bit of oak, 40% of the final blend is aged under oak in order to have this nice uh, oaky, toasted uh, aromas. But we are not looking for too much oak or too much concentration right. again. We no, are no, no, looking, you can't drink so soon. Yes, we, we are looking for balance between the fruit, the oak, uh, good freshness on the palate. Again, that's very, very important, the, the freshness. And something round, soft, easy to drink, easy to, to, it. to appreciate. And behind the nice oaky notes, you have a lot of fruit. Blackberries, ripe. Blackberry, blackcurrant. Yes, blackcurrant notes. It's a medium-bodied wine with nice uh, spiciness at the end of the palate, mm -hmm. thanks to the Cabernet Sauvignon. And 16 was a great vintage in Bordeaux, you know? Yes. Probably the best one since 1990. And um, Cabernet Sauvignon in 16 reached a perfect maturity. Perfect maturity of tannins, perfect maturity of aromas. You have no aggressivity in this wine. It's, everything is very ripe, round, soft, but at the same time with a good volume. And uh, it's quite rare to reach this, such a good uh, maturity for Cabernet Sauvignon in Bordeaux. And this is a selection of fruit from all around Bordeaux? No, from the Entre-de-Mer. Oh, again. So same yes, Entre -de -Mer. yes. Because the, the terroir of Entre-de-Mer uh, gives and provides very soft, round, easy. Drinking wine. Yes, yes. Great. Now we get into. So we are drinking now Medoc. So it's nice to compare the same vintage with the two different appellations. So again, Medoc, this is the left bank of the Garonne River, mainly gravelly soil, so very poor and uh, gravelly soil. And Cabernet Sauvignon is perfectly suited to this kind of terroir. In this Medoc, you have 60% of Cabernet Sauvignon, 40% of Merlot. This okay. is the same blend than the Bordeaux. Okay. But the result is different. Quite. Because you, you should find more body, more... More, more richness. More tannins, yes. more richness, more concentration. Concentration, to, yes, yes. Thanks to the quality of the terroir. This wine is aged in barrels, partly. Again, 40% only of the total blend is aged in barrels in order to get these very uh, well-married oaky notes, but again, not over-oaked over sure, in the nose. Sure. It has a nice earthy aroma, yes. nice minerality. A, a lot of spices, spiciness to peppery aromas, which is one characteristic of the Medoc wine. Because all these wines have to have their own um, personality and they have to represent their, their appellation too. So that's what I, my, my sure. challenge is to produce wines very representative of each appellation too. Now the Medoc on the palate, spicier and earthier, but still fresh, still, still mm. drinkable. I think Probably mm, food is required more with this yes, than with the with, with the red for sure. Yes. Where the red was drinkable yeah. on its own, this the 
the aggressive, not, not aggressiveness, but yes. the firmness of the tail. The tannins and the, and yeah. the structure. Uh, yeah. It's more full body than, than the Bordeaux. You can drink the Bordeaux white and red alone. Just, mm -hmm. uh, but Medoc Saint Emilion Pouillac definitely are made to drink while eating. A lot of finesse to the fruit. It's not a giant over the top, mm. uh, super dark richness. The, the berries are to the lighter side, more red currant mm. than black. Almost like cherry, some cherry notes in there. Yes, black cherry, yes. Yeah. Very interesting. So this wine is made to drink now, but if you Follow if you forget it in your salon. A five few years, years be fine. it yeah. will be perfect too because yeah. it matures very well in bottle too. Now what next? So Saint Emilion. This is a 15 vintage, and Saint Emilion was the last um, appellation we added to the ranch recently with a 12 vintage, and it was a demand of the market too to have a wine coming from the right bank. Besides the wine coming from the left bank, you know, Medoc Poyac, mm -hmm. because uh, we have Lafitte and Duarmilon, so. But we have Chateau Limangil on the right bank, so we decided not to do a Pomerol, but Saint Emilion. So this is the only wine in the range which is made with a very high percentage of Merlot, of course. Sure. You have 85% well, of Merlot. 85%, okay. And 15% of Cabernet Franc. You have no Cabernet Sauvignon in this wine. So it's a different style because, you know, mm. the nose is um, a little bit earthy. Yeah, mushroom. Mushrooms, truffles. Yeah, that's right. It comes right from away. the Merlot, which is aging in bottle. And, and why, why is there a year difference in the release? Uh, why a year older on release? Can we just hold? It's just, um, or is it just you know, it depends on the market. Right yes, yes. Okay. We have just started to sell the 16 vintage, in fact, for the Santa Emilio. Oh, God. yeah, I love that earthy, mushroomy smell. And a little bit of uh, oak again, but not over-oaked, with some uh, grilled almonds and uh, some toasted mm -hmm. bread aromas on the nose. Mm. And it has all that lushness of Merlot, but with a lot of finesse. There's nice acidity. There's a fair amount of tannin, but it has that, that nice kind of velvety Merlot yes, yes. texture and flavors it's going on. It's a totally different body and style than the Medoc, in fact. Yes, absolutely. You have more volume. The attack is softer, rounder, thanks to the high percentage of Merlot. And again, these uh, truffles, mushroomy, earthy notes, which are really very specific from the Saint-Emilion, which is aging in bottle. Yeah, it's a very nice wine. I think my favorite of the range so far. <laughs> because you're you're a Merlot fan. <laughs> um, I think there's a place for Merlot. I think mm -hmm. there's arguably some of the greatest wines in the world are Merlot. There's a lot of bad Merlot made out there. Mm. You know, but I like a good Merlot. <laughs> yes. So in Bordeaux, you have good Merlot. Bordeaux. Yes. And we have one more wine to talk about. The last one of the range is the Poyac 15. So the Poyac is um, the first appellation which was created in, uh, in the 90s, in fact, in the range, uh, thanks to Lafitte and Duar Milon. And this is the, the only wine in the range which is made partly with wines, some wines coming from our two estates, Chateau oh, Lafitte Rothschild really? and Chateau Duar Milon. Some estate food, that's really interesting. Because, in fact, you know that 
all the great chateaus do a selection, yes, of course, yes. for the first and the second label. Yes. We always keep the best quality for Chateau Lafitte, Chateau du Armillon, then the second selection for Caruade, second label of Lafitte, Moulin de Duart, second label of Du Armillon. And all the wines which have been eliminated from the two first selections, I taste them, I select the best ones to create this Poyac with wines coming from other small wine growers of the Poyac appellation. But uh, in this wine, you have between 50 and 70% of wines coming from our two estates. That much? Yes. Well, that's very exciting. So it makes a Poyac which is very easy to drink and, of course, earlier ready to drink than the great Chateau. Uh, yeah, yeah, no 10, 20 so, years waiting to drink exactly. upon release. But you can keep it between 5 and 10 years without problem for the best vintage because it ages very well. Is that? So it's more complex, it's a little bit close it's a little perhaps, shyer, yeah. because it needs to be decanted to oh, be okay. at its best, and uh, it, needs, it needs more time, definitely, too. It's a blend of 70% Cabernet Sauvignon, 30% Merlot, mm -hmm. and it's aged in um, partly in barrels. Some barrels coming from our own cooperage, because oh. you probably know that uh, Chateau Lafitte is uh, one of the only chateaux in the Bordeaux area which has its own cooperage, producing 2,000 barrels a year. So the fruit here is a, is a little richer. I'm getting more like blueberry and blackberry. Mm -hmm. And it starts to have some tertiary aromas too. You know, mm -hmm. tobacco, encaustic uh, wax, uh, furniture wax. It needs a lot of time. Yes, I can see this needs oxygenation to develop. Decanting will go yes, a long way with this yes, wine. Yes. But and this wine there's is a terrific complexity to this, and yet still elegant. Mm. Again, elegance is really what we are looking for when we produce produce a wine mm. at Dibier. Something umami in there too, a little umami. Wow, really delicious. This is a, a great way for someone who's interested in learning about Bordeaux, yes. but not wanting to spend hundreds and thousands of dollars. Exactly. You can sit down, buy these wines, and do a Bordeaux night, and exactly. really taste, and talk about the, what's the difference between the Saint-Million and Médoc, and, and even though there's different grape varieties, there's, there's differences to talk about there, mm. and why it's important. What a, what a great way to study, and at a, at a great price point. They are made for that, you know to first step to the Bordeaux complexity sure. and uh, hoping that people who are appreciating these wines will learn to appreciate more and more sure. uh, so expensive wine, right, perhaps right. opening so a bottle of Lafitte one day. Of course. <laughs> well, Dion, thank you so much for your time. It was a pleasure to meet you. It was a pleasure thank to you, taste John. these wines, talk about them, and, and learn, about, learn about the range in general. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. It has been a pleasure for me. For John's tasting notes on the wines from this episode, go to www.thehonestpoorpod.com. Make sure you catch every episode by subscribing to The Honest Poor with John Lennart at iTunes, Stitcher, or the Google Play Store. Also, be sure to like us on Facebook at The Honest Poor with John Lennart and follow us on Twitter at The Honest Poor. This has been The Honest Poor with John Lennart. Music by Kevin McLeod.